and 52, 7 through 10. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. The voice of your watchmen, they lift up their voice. Together they sing for joy. For eye to eye they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together in a singing, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations. And all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Isaiah 55, 10-13 For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to be empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy, and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall sing, shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress, Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle, and it shall make a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. You may be seated. Good morning. Welcome to Christ Community Church. My name is Kent Suits. I'm the pastor here at Christ Community Church, and uh, just wanted to say thank you again for joining us this morning. Uh, we've been doing something a little different than our typical Sunday morning service where, uh, as Shanez introduced earlier, we're going through the story of Christ from the Old Testament prophet of Isaiah um, and showing the fulfillment of that promise, those promises in Jesus Christ, which is laid out for us in the New Testament scriptures. This morning, I just wanted to share a brief message with you about the story of Christmas. This past season, we've been going through a series called Messiah. Messiah, understanding that that is the promised title, the title of Jesus who would come, the anointed one, the Christ who would be the Savior for his people, the Savior for sinners. And we've been looking at that with several different themes. We've seen that the Messiah would be Emmanuel, which means God with us. We've seen that this Savior, this Messiah would be our comforter. We've seen that he would be the light of the world who brings peace into the world. And this morning, I just wanted to share with you briefly that this Savior, this Messiah, is the one who brings us joy. Now, we hear the word joy around this time of year, don't we? We see it. People like to put the word up in their yards in big, bold, bright, white letters. Joy. Uh, it, you know, people put it in commercials. Tis the season of joy. Let joy fill the earth. Joy to the world. Let everyone have joy. Joy, joy, joy. It's almost like if we say it enough, maybe we'll actually feel it. And there's, there's this message that's going out in our world today that this joy, if we say it enough and if we tell you you need it and if we tell you to have it, there's almost like this, this mental assumption that if we say it and if we work at it enough, we can get this joy from within ourselves. Look within yourselves and find the joy that's in there, nourish it, treasure it, and work it up so that you can be joyful this season. The problem is the Bible seems to tell us something very different, that, that we are born in sin. We are sinners. And that within ourselves, 
we are sinful and we are filled with darkness and we produce darkness in the world and we are not only affected by sin which robs our joy but we also harm others with our sin which robs people of their joy you see the bible doesn't tell us to look within ourselves to find joy the bible says look outside of yourselves to find joy luke 2 the message that the angels said to the shepherds was this the angel said to them fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. What did the angel tell the shepherds? Did he tell them, I bring you great news of great joy, that within your heart there's a spark in there that you just have to nourish and fan the flame? No. He said a Savior is born. A savior from outside of this world because this world is broken and polluted by sin. This world is filled with darkness. A savior has come into the world to bring joy into this world. You see, joy comes from outside of us. You know, insanity, um, Einstein, I believe, described insanity as something you do over and over expecting different results. It, it, and that seems to be what our world does every season around this time. They, they put out the commercials. They say, you need this, you need that. If you go big on the lights, go big on the Christmas decorations, um, enjoy these cookie baking shows, whatever we can do to just throw the theme of, of Christmas at you. And they're going through these motions year by year by year. And yet people still don't seem to see that it's not making our world any better. Just going through the motions is insanity. But what Jesus has shown us is that you don't have to go through the same thing over and over and over. Look to him. Change your whole life by turning to faith in him. And he can bring that joy. He can produce change inside of you. The passage that was just read for us from Isaiah 52 says that together they will sing with joy. And then Isaiah 55 said, you, will, you shall go out in joy. You see, there is a promise for joy for God's people, that we will have joy. The question is, how do we get it? It's by looking to Christ, not ourselves, because Jesus is the source of joy because Jesus is joy himself. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, bearing its shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. You see, Joe, Jesus came into the world for the joy that was set before him. What was the joy that was set before him? Was it the cross? No. The cross was terrible suffering. He went to the cross because of the joy that was on the other side for him. What could Jesus have possibly possessed on the other side of the cross that he didn't have 
on that side of the cross before he came to the cross? What did he not have? What joy did he not have? The answer is you and me. He had to go to the cross to pay the penalty for our sins so that we could be with him forever. You see, Jesus finds joy in saving sinners. It brings him joy to bring salvation. That's why Zephaniah 3 says, Sing aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem, O daughter of Zion. Rejoice and exult with all your heart. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has cleared away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall never again fear evil. On that day, it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear not, O Zion. Let your hands not grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. You see, Jesus rejoices over us. He loves us. He saves us. And saving us brings him joy to the point that he rejoices over us with singing. You see, what we've been doing this morning is singing about Jesus and singing to Jesus, right? Because of the joy that he gives us. But when we do that, we're actually mimicking him because he also sings with joy. This is believing this is what can produce this joy in our hearts. Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. And with supplication and with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You see, by believing what Jesus has done for us, by coming into the world, taking on human flesh, going to the cross for our sins, dying for us, taking the punishment that we deserve, rising from the dead, and the fact that Jesus is in heaven right now, rejoicing with singing because of the salvation that he's been able to accomplish for us. That's what will produce joy in our hearts the more we think about that. And we will be able to respond to him with joy and singing but also go forth and bear fruit with joy, telling others the good news of Jesus. Now, before we can do that, we've got to take hold of it. My family likes to go to the library about once a week, once every couple weeks. And what they will do before they go to the library is they'll go onto the computer and they will request the books that they would like to pick up. And so they'll go online and they'll find the books that they want to reserve and they'll make a list and they'll hit the reserve button and the library will either have those sent from other branches or they will pull it off the shelf and set it aside and hold it for them. And when everything's ready, they get a notification that says your books are ready. All you have to do is come and pick them up. And what I want to tell you this morning is that Jesus has made a promise to us. He has promised that through faith in him, we can have the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And you see in there, joy is a, is a fruit of the Spirit. But 
He has those on reserve for us. But in order for us to get them, we've got to go to him, the source of our joy. We've got to go and get what he has reserved for us, what he is holding for us. How do we do that? Jesus said in John 15, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Friends, if you want joy this Christmas season, you might get a little taste of it by turning the lights on your Christmas tree. You might get a little taste of it by making a gingerbread house with your family and then eating the goods afterwards. You might get a taste of it by watching your favorite nostalgic Christmas movie, whether it's in black and white or whether it's The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, whatever. You might get a little taste of it, but you will never truly be satisfied with joy until you've tasted it from Jesus Christ himself. He's got it on hold for you. He's promised it to his people, but he is the source. We must go to him to find it. How do we do that? We do it through prayer. We do it through spending time in his word. We do it by being with other believers through corporate public worship. And we do it by confession of sin and repentance, walking with the spirit who more and more wants to pound the gospel truth of God's love for you in Jesus Christ into your heart. And the more you experience that, the more you'll be filled with joy that the world cannot provide and that you cannot find within yourself because God gave it to us from outside of this world. Would you pray with me? Father God, thank you for the joy that you have over us as your people. And we thank you that you love us and you have promised to give us joy through faith in Jesus Christ. We pray that as we continue this service, that you would help us now to sing with joy because of what you have done for us by accomplishing salvation for us. Sinners who did not deserve it. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.